Welcome to the Deliciously Alive podcast, where we explore what's possible when we allow ourselves the full human experience. My name is Sarah Campbell, and I'm your host. Each week, my guests and I will be sharing real and actionable insights on how to tap into your desires, feel truly alive, adventurous, and inspired to take action. I believe to my core that a vibrant, radiant, delicious life is possible for you. So pull up a comfy seat or join me on your favorite walk and we'll take this wild, messy, brilliant journey to living a life that lights us up together. Holy moly, how is it 2023? I can't believe it. I remember when it was Y2K. For us millennials and older that can recall that sitting and waiting, are the clocks going to stop or all the computers going to shut down? And it was hilarious. The clock turned to January 1st, 20, or 2000, 12.01 a.m. and nothing changed. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. The collective just sitting and waiting for the world to fall apart. <laughs> Though when I think about it now, that was just when the internet was getting more popular and people were just getting computers in their houses. Hello, dial-up. Don't miss that. But if it was today, we would have just been like, well, the Aussies made it. We're probably fine. But it was such a big thing back then. And I can't believe that it is 23 years later. And look how much has changed. I know there's a lot of talk among at least my friend groups about New Year's resolutions and just not feeling it right now, which makes complete sense if you follow nature cycles, honestly, because winter is a time of turning inward and less about getting out there and taking action. But there are some really healthy habits that I wanted to share today. Not necessarily resolutions, but little 10 minutes here, 20 minutes there kind of things that have brought so much good into my life that I just can't help but share. So in this episode, we're going to explore seven of the top healthy habits that I've started to use in my life over the last few years that might serve you in leaning into your best self, the self that shows up fully and powerfully ready to expand and experience all the good stuff there is to offer. So let's do this. All right. So if anyone has read any books about habits, I think there's pretty consistent communication across the board that habits are a big deal. And this was not something that I was always focused on, but I believe that it really does truly make a difference in your life and the experience that you're having and the quality of your life. And so I'm focused on up-leveling my habits because I believe the habits determine so much of your success because they make up all those reoccurring incremental steps in the day. And while on their own little bits here and there don't really seem like much, they really do add up. And the more that you can sprinkle in these habits and create consistency around them, in your life, you'll notice that the overall feel and the ripple effect that it will have throughout your day does stretch to the other parts of your life. And so I've picked out a few of them that I have really focused on recently, but these are not limited here. There's other habits 
that, you know, that I've worked on putting in my own life, but these ones just really made an impact on me. And so I'm hoping they do for you as well. So number one for me was basically a brain dump and there's different words for it. Some people call it pages. Some people call it like their morning pages. Some people call it a thought download and really whatever it is that you call it, basically what it is just dumping (laughs) everything in your brain that is running on autopilot, all the thoughts, all the self-talk and writing it on paper. And it can look like incoherent babble (laughs) and it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to form perfect sentences or you don't have to, it doesn't all have to make sense together, but it really is kind of like a dumping of the purse or of your wallet, of your pocket junk drawer. It's taking all those contents and shaking them out. And if you think about it like a junk drawer or a purse, you're going to know that there's some things in there, you know, your wallet, some of the main things. But sometimes there's these sneaky little things that show up that you forgot. It's like a cough drop stuck to the bottom, the wrapper anymore. And that can be getting goo on everything, but you didn't even realize it. It's kind of like that. And That has been a really big one for me because it's allowed me to move through so much more quickly and I guess more quickly, but it's allowed me to work on my mindset much more, I hate to use the word efficiently, it sounds so sterile, but it's just enabled me to work on my mindset that much better because when it comes to uncovering what it is in your brain, you know, there's some, maybe some negative self-talk or something, whatever it is, there's a track that you're running that you're aware of, but sometimes there's those sneaky things that are in there. And then you write them down because you're intentionally doing this brain dump and you're like, Oh, well, that's kind of weird. I never really realized I thought that. And it sounds kind of stupid to say that, but it's true. So that has been a big one for me. It's really allowed me to, like I said, up-level my mindset a lot, really shift my beliefs, which has made a huge difference in my life. Because if you really think about the way that we act and the things that we do and the results we get, it's not because of our circumstances. I'm going to talk about this a little bit more in my second healthy habit, but the things that we do and the emotions that we're feeling, they don't hinge on the circumstances that we're in or the things that are happening to us. They really do hinge on the thoughts that we're having. And so having that dump the brain kind of moment, and I try to do this as much as possible at my best. I do it daily. I don't always do it daily, but I do do it very frequently and daily when I can. And certainly when I'm in kind of a weird headspace, I definitely do. This is like a go-to. And so the second one is really a follow-up activity to this. And it's a way of creating a shift. And so that dump out the brain is really a way for me to look at what's there, look at the things that are potentially not serving me. And so the follow-up to this 
is something that I learned from Brooke Castillo, who owns the Life Coach School, and she calls it the model. And basically, it's a reframing of your thoughts, because if we look at our circumstances, that's why we have people that they grow up in the worst of circumstances and they end up doing all these incredible things or someone having life, having everything given to them and then going and doing crazy things that you're like, why would you do that? You have everything you need. It's because circumstances don't determine who we become. So when I do that dump the brain or pages or whatever you call it, it gives me the opportunity to look at what's maybe holding me back, a belief that's not serving me. And then I can make the conscious choice to reframe it. And so this thing that Brooke calls the model is basically where you map out and you can start from anywhere in the process, but identifying the circumstance. So this is the fact that it happened, not your perspective, but a fact. And then the thought you're having about it. So you write that down, the feeling that it's giving you, the action that you take as a result. And then the result you get because of the action you take. And so all of it really hinges on that thought. And that's why that thought download is so powerful because you can pick out, this is what I will do is I'll look at my thought download and I'll say, hmm, I don't really like that. I'd like to have a belief that serves me better in my growth or what I want to do. And so I'll choose something from that thought download and say, okay, well, if I'm thinking this, then I'm going to map out what's that going to lead to? That's going to lead to what? I don't know, withdrawing and not doing what it is I said I was going to do. Whatever that is, you can see the trickle down effect when you look at the emotions that you're having as a result of the thought and then the things that you're going to do. And so what I'll do is I'll map that out and then I'll reframe it. And so I'll say, okay, this thing is happening. I can't change that. I can't change it. I don't have everything in my control. If I don't want to feel fear, then what's a new thought that I can choose that's going to give me a different emotion, which is going to trigger a different action, which is going to trigger a different result. And so that simple act of taking just one thought that's not serving me and reframing it has been so powerful for me. And I've done this so much over, you know, over the last little bit. And it really does just pour fuel on the fire. If you're growth minded and you're ambitious and you do things and explore and adventure and see the world and try new things and get uncomfortable, try this practice. I can't recommend it enough because it really and truly allows you to step into a better part of yourself to make more intentional decisions about how you choose to show up. And I think one of the beliefs that really goes with both of those habits is that the belief that you can change your thoughts, because if you can do that, then you can do anything. And so those two have really been hugely impactful for me over as healthy habits that have really transformed my life. The third one is meditating. And this is one that I started probably about five or six years ago, pretty consistently. And I never would have really saw myself as someone who could sit down and meditate. And even still, I don't do hour long hours and hours of meditation. 
but this has been something I went through a pretty significant experience for myself, at least internally with postpartum depression. And it was a three year journey for me where I was learning a lot about managing my emotions and my mind. And a friend of mine had gone through a similar experience and she was like, you got to try meditating. You got to try meditating. It's like so helpful. It puts you kind of in this, you're able to get into a better frame of mind. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to try it because I need something right now. (laughs) And I did. And it was actually Oprah. There was a 21 day challenge from Oprah and Deepak Chopra. And it changed the game for me. It's not the first bit of personal development that I've ever done by any means, but it was one that made an impact on me really quickly. I saw the effects really, really quickly, and I could see them tied directly back to the meditation. Like there was no doubt in my mind that it was creating an impact in my life. And I remember having this moment. It was so funny. You know, I was in this disagreement with my partner and we were, I don't even remember what we were talking about, but I had this moment where it was almost like an out of body moment where I could see, it's almost like if you watch movies and you watch, I think the flash is like this. And there's a couple superheroes like this that can move super fast And while the whole world is just like, you know, like inching a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and they're just going through life and they can do so many different things. It was almost like that moment where I had all this time and space to consider what was the best responses in this conversation, the best ways of approaching it with kindness and compassion and, you know, staying true to myself. It was like I had all the time and space in the world while everything else was moving slow motion. And I had so much ability of foresight. It was crazy. And in that moment, I was like, whoa, because I realized this was the meditation that it was really just creating that distance from being so reactionary and being sucked in that emotional state and reactive. And I could take a second and really be thoughtful and insightful. And it was just a crazy, it was a very out of body, crazy moment for me, but I really do tie it back to the meditation. And it wasn't, it was like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And I did get up earlier than I originally was getting up. So it was a little bit of a shift at first. Cause I was like, Oh, <laughs> I'm not meant to get up this early, but the impact was so great that I was just so excited to get up early. Like it was no problem for me to get up early anymore. Once I started seeing that, because I was like, oh yeah, like this is, there's no way I'm skipping out on this. And so that was a real life-changing habit for me to put in place in my life. And I still do a lot of meditations and I love them. And it's just such a an incredible part of my life. And it's interesting that now even my son uses, we have a meditation app and my son uses this meditation app all the time. They have kids meditations on there. And I was just thinking, how 
incredible to start this habit and this practice so early in life to be able to emotionally self-regulate is such an amazing gift to be starting that at, you know, age two, three, four, (laughs) I'll be better for it. And I hope that he is, but yeah, meditating was definitely the third one on the list. And then the next one was stretching and movement. This was more of a um, one for me. And I think probably from sitting down a lot at work and we just, our sedentary lifestyle, we do try and get active and we go out and adventure and we do a lot of things as a family, but having a fairly sedentary lifestyle in this day and age, most people have more so than we did years ago. I've definitely had some, some back problems. And so stretching and movement has been such a great habit for me because I can't show up that well if I'm sore and I'm gimpy. (laughs) So it's, that one has been huge for me. And it was interesting with these back problems, I was going to, you know, massage therapists and the chiropractor and the acupuncturist. And I was doing all the things and I started going to this yoga class once a week. And as soon as I did that, nothing else helped. And then as soon as I did that, it was like the pain went away. And even still, I feel it creep back in if I get a little slack and I stop stretching or don't go to yoga and So that one has been a huge one for me, just for my, honestly, my mobility and my quality of life. And I think that movement is such a a part of our life that we don't do as much anymore. And so that was one healthy habit that really did change my life because it changed the way I show up and the way, like how motivated I am to go for a hike or play with my kid or whatever it is. So that's another one that I would highly recommend, even if it is just once a week. It's funny because I definitely can relate to this all or nothing attitude where it's like, I got to go to the gym every day of the week or nothing. And just that one day, just a little bit better than you are right now is enough. It's enough. Don't have to, you know, overhaul your whole schedule and do everything by the book. Just layer in some healthy habits and you will notice a difference. The next one is real food. And I have got to be honest, it has gotten way too easy for us, at least in our family to eat processed food and even not even junk food, but just processed food is junk food really, but, but even just convenience food, like a, I don't know, a casserole that's already made versus making it at home and all the extra stuff that comes in it as a result or whatever it is. And so I've really been putting a focus on real food lately and it's made a huge difference for me. It's, you know, when I think of real food, I think of like, is it an ingredient and can I make something from it? Or does it have like five ingredients or less? It's not like this long laundry list of unknown chemically sounding names, (laughs) but yeah, real food is, it's been a game changer for me. And I definitely notice it. I notice, you know, my digestion and I notice just in the energy I feel. And so that one, I've just been kind of working in a little bit at a time. So trying to eat more fruits and vegetables, it sounds so basic and it is, but 
it's just so easy not to because our world around us is set up for us to just reach for a lot of the convenience items and it really does make a big difference just those little habits so that is the second last one the last two one is choosing and this is a bit of a mindset shift for me but fun exercise fun movement over doing exercise as what feels like a punishment. And so if it feels like a punishment, it's just not, doesn't feel the same. You don't go on this exciting journey to health. If you're like, ugh, I got to exercise because I ate another cookie. <laughs> it's just not a good, it's just, you don't feel like doing it. You don't want to, it's not fun. And so for me, focusing on what feels fun to me. And so I've got a friend who owned a dance studio and I used to go to some dance classes there and that was fun. And for me, CrossFit is really fun. Like I love different, even if it's hard, it's some, it's fun for me, but so you may have a totally different definition of fun and that's totally fine. You just have to find your definition of fun because the thing is, is that this whole relationship with food and movement, it's a lifelong thing. It's not about just getting fit. It's you get fit. So what? Then you've got the rest of your life. You have to maintain it somehow. So if you can build in this lifelong relationship with food and men, and part of that is actually enjoying it. <laughs> and so that was a big habit for me was shifting from exercising and doing the exercises that I thought I should do to doing things, moving my body out of fun and enjoyment so that I actually have it just really enjoy the process and get fit in the process. So the last one is to stop packing your calendar. And this is so easy. It's so easy to say yes to everything. But I've been really, really, really trying to say no to as much as possible and leave as much white space on my calendar as humanly possible. And it is doing wonders for my brain and my body. And just like the stored tension of going from meeting to meeting to this, to that, to trying to do two things at once. Like I was always like that. And I know that there are others out there that do that. And I was, you know, giving myself the badge of honor of productivity. And I realized that I was just in this like race against time that would never end. And so the seventh habit that I wanted to talk about was to leaving white space on the calendar to stop packing it and leave a ton of empty space. And so what I do is totally different. I do a more of a prioritization the way that I prioritize my time. I outline what is my most, my top priorities for the next day. And I prioritize them according to numerical order. So I can't, <laughs> I can't skip back past the one that I don't want to do, even though it's the thing I need to do. And I've done a whole other podcast episode on that. So I'll put that in the show notes, but that is the seventh habit that I've done that has really changed my life. And it's left space for a lot more fun, a lot more progress because I'm really focusing on doing the things that matter and not the rest of the minutiae or the jump that doesn't. And so that is my seven healthy habits that changed my life. They really did. And I do have more, but those ones really stuck out to me when I was thinking about it. 
So there's so many things that you can do to improve your life. It doesn't have to be these. Yours might look totally different or they might be a little bit the same or they might be exactly the same, but it's not going to look the same for everyone. So pick something that is going to make you just a tiny bit better. It's not that all or nothing attitude and just weave it into your day. This isn't necessarily about getting your goals at the end of 2023, but what are those things that you can weave into your day that are really going to seep into all the areas of your life? And before you know it, it will be a habit if you just continuously put that in your life, put it as an intentional piece of your day, and then you can move on to the next thing if you, that you'd like to work on. So just pick one. You don't have to do seven or whatever else, but what's the one habit that you'd like to make a reality in your life? Think about it. Set that intention. Commit to yourself and make it your new non-negotiable. And I promise you, watch your life improve. Till next time, have a great day, my friend. Thank you so much for listening to the Deliciously Alive podcast with me today. We hope it brought value to you and created a bit of inspiration and encouragement that will move you into action. For more, you can head on over to deliciouslyalive.com forward slash guide to get our free resource guide that will show you actionable ways to live an incredible life, as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you know who would love it too or leave a rating and review. It means the world to us and gives us feedback on what to do more of. That's all for this episode. So till next time, stay curious, be brave, and take inspired action toward that delicious life meant especially for you.